Welcome back into the Verified Christian Podcast. My name is Jonathan Jenkins, and I'm joined here with your other host, Matthew Okachane. That's exactly right. And this this week we want to talk to you. We took a break from the Hebrews 11 study, so we are going to actually just talk about some things uh, just to get back into the swing of recording and that sort of thing. We are going to discuss with you some of our favorite sermons. Uh, and so this morning we're wanting to talk to you about a sermon that I heard while I was at Memphis. Um, one of the most famous Psalms in the book of Psalms. Yeah, one of the most well-known Psalms, Psalm 23. Um, but the outline for this was made by Brother Mike McDaniel. Um, I received the outline in 2017 and have preached it a couple times uh, since then. And it lends itself, if you're a preacher, if you're a gospel preacher, or if you are training to be a preacher, this lends itself to a great um, natural outline as you walk through the text of Psalm 23. So without further ado, let's look at Psalm 23 and go through it, just bringing out some application. Uh, First and foremost, let's read it. Starting at verse 1 down to verse 6. And we are going to read it in the ESV. So, beginning in verse 1, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me, In the presence of mine enemies, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When looking at the psalm, verses 1 through 6 gives the Christian so much confidence and comfort in their walk. If we're led by the shepherd, if we're cared for by the shepherd, And if we're loved by the shepherd, we don't have to stress about life's problems. Uh, He goes on in verse 1, he says, I shall not want. And then in the verses following, he gives us uh, some reassurance of things that uh, that we shouldn't want. And beginning there in verse 2, he says, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. So first point in the sermon was, I shall not want for peaceful rest. I love that. Peaceful rest. If we are abiding with Christ and in Christ, then no matter what circumstances life brings at us, we can have peace. And not just peace, but peaceful rest. Right. I never slept better than the night after I knew uh, I knew I had obeyed the gospel according to God's word, um, and and I tell people that a lot about my conversion, just because simply I remember that night and it sticks out to me how I didn't have to go to bed wondering if I had done things right. I knew I had done right. things. Thus said the Lord, according to the Bible, according to the Bible, to and the so God I had yeah. I had for the first time in my life peaceful rest right in Matthew chapter 11 verses 28 through 30 Jesus gives this invitation he says come unto me come unto me 
all you that labor and are heavy laden. And, I will give you rest. And I will give you rest. Yeah, this is rest that the Messiah offers. Yeah. This is rest that we have and that is offered to us by God himself. Right. I love the beautiful picture that Dave is describing here. Lie down in green pastures, leads me beside the still waters. Amen. You know, you look at that picture. I love to play golf. Now, when I see the nature that I'm in, you know, the, the, the pastures, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of a golf course right now, but it's still beautiful. All the things we got to look at um, and the still waters. And I think about that. I'm just thinking about peaceful things when I when I look at this. And you're, you already hit the nail on the head talking about the peace that God provides when we're in him. That's exactly right. We have that peace when we lie down underneath the tree, you know, on some soft grass. We have that peace when we're on a, on a seashore or if we're on the sea in still waters, we have the peace there. And no matter where we are in life, with the Lord as our shepherd, we have that peace yeah. because he leads us beside the still waters. I tell you what, there's nothing better for a fisherman than to go on the ocean when the waters are still. You know, one of the things that I remember, um, and, and, and well, one of the things that I hold dear uh, about my my life is this this past couple years, I've just poured myself into becoming, trying to become an outdoorsman. And um, one of the things that I love is to go out into the woods before the sun comes up. Yeah. And watch the world wake up. There's no better peace, no greater peace in my mind than to watch the world wake up, to begin to hear the birds chirping and the squirrels waking up and running around and yeah. and um, the animals just coming to life and the sun coming up over the uh, you know over the trees and it's just one of the most awesome and sobering moments right. uh, that I'm able to experience and. What the psalmist is saying here, this is a psalm of David. David is saying, with the Lord as my shepherd, I can have this all the time. Right. That's with the, the Lord as my shepherd, I don't have to want for this peaceful rest. I have it and yeah. I possess it. And that's the whole statement. That's the whole um, synopsis of this psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You're not going to want when he's your shepherd because he provides everything you need. He leads me beside the still waters. Uh, he makes me lie down in these green pastures. And it really goes into the next verse. He restores my soul. I really think that he restores my soul. You know, one of the things that I'm thankful for, you know, that that verse in its entirety, he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Uh, This restoring, it comes along life's path and it comes along life's journey. Uh, But as with, with Christ as our shepherd, we have that confidence that we're made new. Yep. Um, there, there's a word also in the Hebrew uh, that that is used many times in the Psalms called quicken, which means to be made alive or right. to restore or to revive or bring back to life. And so God quickens us. He brings us back. He restores us back to what um, we're meant to be. And it's not just something uh, minute, but it's a powerful restoration and um, matter of fact, in Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, remember the apostle Paul, he penned, he said, be not conformed of the world, but be transformed. transformed. It's a transforming right. restoration. And it's by what? By the renewing of my mind, by the restoring, the restoration of my mind, that I might be able to be an acceptable sacrifice that I might be able to be seen in in the eyes of God as something pleasing to him. I think it's important to note also the way he restores our soul 
the blood of Jesus is to be kept in mind here for the Christian. Yes, absolutely. He restores us. We had that continual regeneration because we have his blood. Yeah, absolutely. We uh, we live faithfully. In Romans chapter 6 and verse 4, it says that we are buried with him, but then we are risen uh, to walk in newness of life. But the only way that we can have a newness of life is if we have been uh, saved, if we have uh, received salvation. How do we do that? By obedience to the gospel. We do what God asks us to do, to right. be in relationship with him. And time and time again throughout the Psalms, we see the psalmist pointing to the fact that, it, Lord, I, I hide your word in my heart so that I might not sin against you. I pour your word into me so that I can become who you want me to be. I do what you ask me to do so that I can be pleasing in your sight, just as what uh, Romans chapter six says, know you not that so many of us as we're baptized into Christ, we're baptized into his death, that like as Christ was raised up, by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. There's a death, a burial, and a resurrection, and we are restored. Cleanses us from all unrighteousness. I think about that with John penned. If we walk in the light, a season of light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Regeneration, renewed, restored. As the psalmist is talking about here. A powerful restoration. So I shall not want for a peaceful rest, for powerful restoration, for a pathway to follow. And the last part of verse three, he says, he leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Notice the paths are in paths of righteousness. Paths of right doing. He's not going to lead us in the wrong way. These are paths to follow, not to fall off of. Right. (laughs) Paths to follow. And so we get this way that God has given us Jesus is the way, right? In John 14 and verse 6, Jesus said, I am the The way, way, the truth, truth, and the life, life, and no man comes to the Father except through me. So the pathway that we have to follow is to live our lives like Jesus, to do as he had done and those who followed him had done. Paul even said after that, that, you know, we have an example even in in Jesus, but also in him. Follow me as I imitate Jesus as well. Um, Imitate me as I imitate him. We have... um, And all of this is for his name's sake. For his name's sake. Not any inner boasting. No, it's not not to make Jonathan any better or Matthew any better or uh, said Christian, insert name here, any better other than the blood of Jesus. That's what we're glorifying. That's what we're living after. We're living for the Lord. We shouldn't have the attitude of, of um, what was it, the Pharisee, of boasting yeah. about his prayer, how loud he was, how yeah. spiritual he was. That's not what it's about. And Jesus it's knows not. our heart, but it's about his name for his glory. This is why we walk in this path of righteousness. That's right. So, uh, um, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but, but Christ, Christ liveth in, in me. me. Yeah. And that's the life that we live. And we do it. That like like Galatians two twenty says, the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me. I shall not want for peaceful rest, for powerful restoration, for a pathway to follow, or for the presence of God. Amen. Mm-hmm. You know, knowing that God is with us no matter where we go, knowing that we have this confidence in, hey, if I'm on the right path that I'm on a path not by myself, but with the Lord. Uh, you remember in Matthew 28, 18 through 20, when Jesus gives the Great Commission, 
at the at the end of that great commission of course the great commission was that they go out and they scatter and tell the whole world about the hope that was in Jesus yeah and baptize them in the name of the Father Son and the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things but then he gives them this confidence at the end he says lo I'm with you always even to the end of the world the last sentence he uttered before he transfigured it's amazing yeah he is uh he's with us and no matter where we go no matter what we do god is going to be he's going to be there to take care of us in joshua chapter 1 and verse 9 uh, it says, hath, hath not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. And that goes with verse 4. Mm-hmm. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. All those things, um, we see David taking comfort knowing that this these things are so. Yeah, and if we, if we read that verse 4 by itself, uh, even though... Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, does that sound like a fun place? No, absolutely not. No, it doesn't sound like a scary place. Absolutely. Yeah, David's been through some things. It is a fearful place, but yeah. he says, I will fear no evil because I am in the presence of For God. you are with me. For you are with me because God is with me. I don't have to be afraid. Uh, what a comfort to the Christian yeah. as we go throughout our lives, no matter what we face or who, uh, what we come in contact with or, or encounter along life's journey. If we carry our faith, then we carry the Lord with us That's everywhere right. we go. Amen. I uh, shall not want for peaceful rest, for powerful restoration, for a pathway to follow, for the presence of God. And then verse five, for providential care you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies you anoint my head with oil my cup overflows amen it's just abundance abundance god's (laughs) going to take care of us providential care of god is we're going to have everything we need y'all we may we may not have everything we want we may not be the richest people on the planet (laughs) but we know we'll have our needs taken care of and i'm reminded of matthew chapter 6 the sermon on the mount where jesus Tells us to not worry, be anxious for nothing, but by prayer or no, be be anxious for nothing. What, what does he say? He says that our needs will be met. I started, yeah, I started, I'm, I'm started thinking thing. about Philippians. Yeah, that's uh, where I was but, going. <laughs> <laughs> well, I st- I followed you there, brother. But yeah, so yeah. it's it's no big deal. But yeah, in, in in Matthew chapter six, where he says that seek you first the kingdom of God that's and right. His righteousness, all these yep. things shall be added unto you. That's right. Everything that we have and all of life's uh, issues, anything that we... Uh, he says, don't worry about it. Put it in God's hands. Yeah. Uh, we have a burden bearer. We have somebody who takes care of us. Cast all your cares upon him for he cares for you. We don't have to do this life and go through this life alone, but we can trust and abide in the providential care of God no matter where we go. Uh, Psalms 37 and verse 3 says, Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. We don't have to worry. Yep. We don't have to stress. Be anxious for nothing but by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your uh, thoughts and requests prayer and supplication. Paraphrasing. It's all this aspartame I'm drinking, y'all. Man, you killed on a diet. Philippians <laughs> 4 and verse 6 says, Be careful for nothing but by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, verse 7, passes all understanding. passes all understanding shall right. keep your hearts and minds mm. through Christ Jesus. Through Christ. Sorry about that. 
Yeah. So it's the, it's the abundance there that we're talking about. Providential care of God, we're going to be in abundance as far as what we need. Because that's, that's promised over and over again in Scripture, like Matthew 6. Don't worry about tomorrow. That's what Jesus said. We don't have to. Be anxious for nothing. And I keep quoting Philippians, but yeah. We, it's so, the same thing repeated over and over again. The Christian doesn't have to worry about these things because God's going to provide as long as you seek first his kingdom. And what more should we want than what than what God can provide That's for right. us? Um, we'll have all we need if he's the provider. We shall not want for peaceful rest, for powerful restoration, for the pathway to follow, for the presence of God, for providential care of God, and then lastly, for a prepared place. Look at verse 6. It says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Matthew, that's the goal, isn't it? To dwell in the house of the Lord. That's right. That's the goal everybody on this earth needs to strive for. And what is the house of the Lord? The church. Yeah. You know, David was speaking here in reference um, to just being with God, but we know that today as the church. Right. And And this is eternal. As well. Yeah, exactly. John 14. John 14 says in my father's house is many mansions or many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. What he's saying there in verse 2 of chapter 14 of John, he says, there's plenty of room for you where, where I go. In, in my father's house, we're not going to run out of room for you. I love this. I love what David says right here. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Man, how when much? we have our, when we have our, when, when the Lord is our shepherd, first of all, our focus is going to be on the right things, right? right. It's going to be on positive things and because I, God is going to be with us. We're not going to be focused on the negative things around us. That's what he says. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not going to fear evil because yeah. you're with me. So I'm going to have the right attitude to be looking for the goodness and the mercy that life offers. The goodness and the... and The, the, the com- grace, I think, we need to make sure you understand too because... God's grace. Man, we don't, freak, we don't talk about that enough. Man, and it's... It, it, you know, he says that my grace is sufficient. Yeah. That is... You know, we, we read through these just six verses and we see that... We, we, we read this about the psalmist and then we think about it. Guess what? The psalmist is writing about something that applies to you and I too. This can um, this uh, this sermon can relate to the 21st century Christian just as well as it did absolutely uh, to David. And so uh, I hope that it's been a blessing. I, yeah. I really do. I mean, I, I looked at this. This is my favorite sermon to preach. Uh, like I said, I heard about it from Mike McDaniel while I was at MSOP. Uh, during a sermon crafting uh, lecture that we did at, uh, at the school. And I'm thankful that I have this outline because it is a reminder to me. And uh, when I get to preach it, it, it serves as a reminder to others as well of that care that God has for us. We don't have to be in need of rest or restoration. We have a pathway to follow. The presence of God is with us at all times. We're in the presence of God. We have providential care and a prepared place to anticipate. What a blessing. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, guys.